0: Here at Hutton Orbital, we're well known for our measured responses. Irritated beyond measure by buzzing creatures who keep coming back time after time, we do not overreact. We do not declare all-out war. We merely pat them on the head and say, they're there. We are, of course, also famous for our responses to measurement... The banana, as the standard unit of length, has long held the Hutton seal of approval, as has the banana equivalent dose, or BED, which, of course, is the amount of radiation exposure gained from eating one average banana. A small amount. It's only likely to be of importance to you if you eat a truckload in a small amount of time and do not allow any of them to leave your body, if you see what I mean. Not all units of measurement are as sensible as those associated with bananas. However, for example, the Helen. No, not Flossie. The one that started all that trouble between the Greeks and the Trojans. You know, the one that said, I'll always have Paris. Anyway, her. We all know that she was beautiful, that she had, and I quote, a face that launched a thousand ships. Well, a milli Helen is the amount of beauty required to launch one ship. And minus one milli Helen is what's required to beach one. Social climbers, those who are in the news for just a few days, may experience a kilo warhole, 1,000 times the 15 minutes of frame described by the artist. If you want to measure a small distance, you may make use of the beard second, the length the average beard grows in one second, and is equivalent to 10 nanometers. Our favourite is the oh-no second which is equivalent to one instant. It's the amount of time between hitting send and realising that there's a typo, or you've just done a reply to all that slags off your boss. There are loads more. Here, um, while I carry on researching, can you read what's on this bit of paper?
1: Our mics are live.
0: Good evening out there in Hutton Land. I'm your host, Rudolf Hucker, and I can tell you that nothing measures up to the crew that I've got with me tonight. No, really. Put a load of nothing next to them and you won't be able to tell the difference. But they're cheap, reasonably clean, and their keepers have promised they'll be house-trained by uh, any week now. On my left, going in a circular fashion, we have... Harry Balzac. And talking of someone to make your head turn, I'm next to...
2: Well, my finger do, and uh, Mm -hmm. I've got an empty seat next to me.
3: Oh, oh no, sorry. I'm Mia Harkness, and I've had to bring my own booster cushion. What kind of place are they running here?
4: I'm Poincare. It looks like I've got to introduce myself and my elegant upper lip adornment.
1: I'm Norma Snockers, and I've got a palindrome for you. A man, a pan, Panama.
0: Those are the crew. Now, do you feel sorry for me? Let's get this show going so I can get back to whatever I was doing before. No pictures please, say engineers.
1: Ding dong ditch as EGU pranksters strike again.
2: Enchantment goes to the ends of the galaxy, but can she get back?
4: Some are born elegant, some achieve elegance, but some have elegance thrust upon them. Nothing to see yet
0: in this headline. Flossie's
4: assaulted by a gentleman's sausage. Predilection for prediction is not an affliction.
1: A galaxy full of events coming your way.
0: Roving paparazzi and long lens amongst the stars, Commander Ascorbius has written to Hutton News HQ with an update on his mission to snap selfies with some of the galaxy's most famous faces. It turns out that engineers, notorious for being protective of their privacy and only accepting visitors from people that have been formally introduced to them and come bearing gifts, are rather unhappy with people stopping by their bases to take selfies. Their bases are some of the more stunning in the galaxy, often nestled into cliffsides or featuring towering domes and spires not seen in other cities, and it was only recently the commanders were invited to seek them out in person whilst venturing out of their ships. Often making themselves available for a brief in-person chat about secret modifications to weapons and shipboard equipment, the engineers, whilst used to officially released photographs being available of them, have been more than a little cagey about bringing, well, people bringing their latest U-Phone 12 or shoulder-mounted Papcam and stopping for a quick click or snap and chat. Camera drones deployed near them mysteriously deactivate, leaving the budding photographer unable to walk away with a memento of the occasion. The rest of their base appears to be unaffected, but get too near one of these mysterious characters and your camera will take pictures of everything but the engineer. The wall, the ceiling, the fog of war that you get when the camera gets too near another object, all sorts. With the rash of recent Hollow Me deep fakes of various power leaders out there in the galaxy singing along to Rick Astley songs or giving renditions of the classic YMCA, is this an attempt to carefully cultivate their images and preserve the mystery of an encounter with one of these engineering marvels? Or are they just shy and don't like posing for the camera? Scorb attempted to bribe a few of them with a couple of tons of commitra cigars and some Lavian brandy as well as a sheaf of settlement defense plans, possibly the rarest item in the galaxy. But he was snubbed at every turn. He is looking to see if there's a nearby window for him to fly up to in his camera crate with a really long lens and see if he can perform the kind of privacy-invading shot usually reserved for Imperial Royals holidaying in the Seychelles. Of course, this gives us the perfect opportunity to ask the age-old question How can you tell if an engineer is an extrovert? The answer? They look at your shoes when they're talking to you.
1: Master tacticians over at the Palatin Consortium have been analyzing the attack patterns of the EGU over recent weeks and have come to an enlightening conclusion. They're pranksters. Yes, the ETU are doing nothing more than a giant galactic game of knockdown ginger, known to the night shift as Ding Dong Ditch. They're spending their time going system to system, ringing the proverbial doorbell of war, thumping the big knocker, rattling the post box, or just giving the door itself a jolly good thump before running away and hiding in a nearby bush. If, of course, a bush looks like a planetary ring. The ease with which war zones are repeatedly turned over by Paladin and Hutton pilots and their allies is leading many to conclude that the EGU aren't actually taking part in any wars, just starting them for giggles. Whilst there are rumours that a number of EGU pilots have accidentally flown in open and ended up a space scrap, they might just be the slower kids who aren't as good at running away with without chipping over their own clumsy feet before being seen. Local police forces, as always concerned with accurately reporting any crime, no matter how insignificant, have been writing up these naughty knockers as felonies, logging them with local system authorities, and it is this level of nuisance behaviour which is driving the ongoing sale of sales of war-related material. Rumours of EGU pilots' toilet papering the interior of stations, egging people's asps and sticking flaming bags of dog poo on the front doormat are as of yet unconfirmed. But there are regular reports of unaccompanied youth hanging around on street corners and an increase in graffiti in the area. In an Associated Report, Hutton have received the following formal apology from the Paladins.
3: Incident date, weekend commencing 5th February 3308. Incident type, mistaken identity, assault with an interdictor. Incident consequences, loss of face and extreme embarrassment. Concerned parties, Commander Rinswin Kimbrough and the Paladin Consortium. Report commences. The Palestinian consortium would like to apologise to the Hutton truckers for an accidental case of friend-on-friend action this week after patrolling security ships affiliated with the consortium accosted, performed a stop and search and generally harassed one famous Welsh trucker. In an effort to identify any opposition, patrolling ships took one glance at Runcwyn Kibaru's name and identifying the closing two letters as R and U Yes, we know that you can't hear them when you say it out loud, unless you're Scottish, obviously. Positively identified him as allied with the EGU. On stopping and boarding the ship, they failed to notice a small vase containing daffodils, the inflatable dragon, the drawer in the stretch full of leaks, the Tom Jones record collection, and the posters of Shirley Bassey, and instead concentrated on the colour red and those two offending letters. Unable to understand Rincewind's outraged outburst, they misidentified the language being spoken as EGUES, an evolution of a language and alphabet from old earth used extensively during discussions over who actually owned Alaska. The trucker identity of Rincewind was rather firmly established when he re-educated the building party with a well-thrown mug and the battle cry of FOR THE MUG as he set about boxing their ears, aided by a talking pop the Paladin consortium would like to apologise to Rinswin Cymru, the Hutton Truckers and of course the entire Welsh contingent of the galaxy for the misidentification of this particular pilot as being Russian, and have sent the offending pilots to re-education classes where they will be spending the week learning Welsh, counting the instances of the letter L in the Welsh language, dictionary, and learning how to sing as part of a male voice choir. Oh and we would like to confirm that we are not behind the use of the initials EGPU, use as the word, egg-poo when referring to the enemy. That would be childish.
1: A number of them have been admitted to the infirmary with strange tonsils.
5: You may recall the plight of Commander Enchantman who set off on a trip out into the blackest of the black, trying to outdo Commander Deluvian, who'd had the dubious honour of holding the record for the furthest fuel rat rescue ever. You'll remember that no sooner had Enchantment set off, than she did the full sleeping beauty and fell asleep for three months. Or so we're led to believe. We take up the tale more than four months into the flight, where Enchantment is only accompanied by AI pilots on the fuel ships and Phil, who is... Well, I'll let her explain.
2: Day 144. Well, my holiday break is over. So it's back to flying. Phil didn't get me anything. Uh, Then again, I I didn't get him anything either. Also, he's a cactus. Day
5: 147
2: had a thought on how to mitigate drift. I mean, the reason drift sucks is because I have to fly perpendicular to the direction I want to go. If I have one ship fly on ahead a few light years while the other two are on ice, the other two ships only need to turn 15 degrees or so, which, if my memory of high school trigonometry is correct, is basically a straight line. Thank you, Pythagoras. Very cool.
5: Day 149
2: Refueling time! Since Kovas betrayed me last time, I kept a close eye on ED Discovery's fuel readout. However, I've had a bit of a conundrum. I refueled at the exact fuel level I calculated. But uh, I have 137 tonnes left over. Since my calculations couldn't possibly be wrong, I can only conclude that ED Discovery has joined forces with Kovas and is also trying to kill me. Phil and I have armed ourselves, so we can shoot the computer if it starts acting suspicious. I calculate I can do a second refuelling to transfer the leftovers in four light years.
5: Day 149, part two.
2: Scratch that. I redid the numbers, and it's six light years, not four. My numbers are never wrong, Phil. Stop looking at me like that.
5: Day 151.
2: I think it'll be easier to explain the previous self-destruct incident to the Pilots' Federation if all the clones are gone. So now that her ship's empty, it's time for Mirabelle to self-destruct, entirely of her own volition, in an unfortunate accident.
5: Day 155.
2: 69 light years out. Nice. Day
5: 164.
2: Remember how in the last refueling there was more fuel left over than there should have been? <laughs> well, funny story. I calculated that I'd reach the critical fuel level for this refueling at 115 light years. I'm at 120 and I still have fuel to spare. I've ruled out COVAS and ED Discovery as the cause, which leaves only one possibility. I should have known that sooner or later the UI would betray me too. Day
5: 164 Part 2
2: After some tests, it appears that the UI readout is, in fact, accurate. So, in summary, I have absolutely no idea what's going on. Awesome.
5: Day 167.
2: Stopped at 124 light years to refuel. This final refueling is an interesting one. You can get extra limpets by synthesizing them. I, I've i been taking advantage of this to store an extra 120 limpets on each tanker in the form of raw iron and nickel. You can only carry enough materials to make 120 per account, but I have a loophole. The Endurance Border can also carry materials to synthesize 120 limpets. The main ship traded 4 tons of fuel for a size 2 cargo rack so I can do synthesis. This means that on the final refueling I will have 244 extra limpets to use. The bad news is the only way to transfer limpets from the Endurance Border to the tanker is to jettison them all I had to do was carefully scoop 124 fragile canisters in one of the largest ships you can buy. A ship which I oh so cleverly decided to outfit with the weakest possible thrusters. It's the size of a building and handles like one. So that was fun. I'm in a merciful mood, so the last clone, Vera, can stay out here and enjoy the view of the Milky Way for the rest of her life. Which, if my calculations are correct, is uh, about 14 hours or so.
5: Day 171.
2: I've reached 130 light years, which is roughly the halfway point. It's a bit boring now that the tankers are gone. Oh well, the clones weren't very interesting conversationalists anyway. Ain't that right, Phil? Day
5: 183.
2: I've just reached 184 light-years, which is the current record held by Commander DeLuvian. He gave a lot of great advice when I was planning this trip. I hope his expedition is going well. I'm in uncharted waters now. 93 light-years to go.
4: If you've ever listened to the Hutton Helper Report in our weekly show, and if not, why not? then you'll have heard of Commander Vulcarius. You know, goes pew-pew a lot, hangs around with Alex Suno, being one of the cool kids. Well, as part of what he and Alex have been doing in their roles as parts of Imperial Navy Intervention and Rescue, their creation of the website iniv.space has a new offshoot, which Vulcarius has entitled Elegance. What is it? And why does it have such an alluring name, I hope I hear you ask? Well, thank you for asking. And since you insist, I'll tell you. Quite simply, it is the history, philosophy and methodology behind the both impressive and precise bounty scores that Volcarius and Alex Zuno rack up each week, creating mathematical poetry from the debris and piratical death they dish out. Not for them, the untidy mess of a merely large number. Oh no, they have worked out exactly how to end up with whatever score they want. Though this isn't cheating, they're not inventing a number. They're merely choosing to only cash in as many bounties as will give them the mystical number for which they seek that particular week. Their means of obtaining their large, or as we mathematicians like to call it, mahusive, bounty scores, have, we have already mentioned this very show over time, and they have chronicled the very same on their website. This knowledge has enabled them to become legends in the bounty hunting world, and many a pirate's destitute family know their names to their ghost. That no one else has managed to come even close to their prowess does not seem to indicate that it takes skill and dedication, even when you have the necessary information. Much as picking up a recipe book does not immediately make you a Michelin star chef some deer in there Vulcarius has great- graciously Acknowledged the assistance given by The Hutton Helper And the webpage of this project Iniv.space forward slash Elegance even has a quote From our own apology officer So if you hear the Score that Alex Zuno and Vulcarius Manage to rack up each week And wonder how they Do it then wonder No more Incoming encrypted transmission. Decrypting.
6: Decryption complete.
1: Stand by for a message from Haxcom Actual.
6: Okay, Haxwing. You knew it couldn't last forever, and it hasn't. Tharg hit three new systems today, and all are in the bubble. We simply cannot let the Thargoids advance deep into the bubble again. The newly attacked systems are dan daoni and hip one two three one four our overall system status is two systems with marginal goid presence in the Coalsack region one moderate and three significant presence in the Witchhead and the two newly attacked systems in the bubble our top combat priorities are hip one two three one four in the bubble Lembus in the Witchhead and Colsack Sector, VU-O, B6-6. As always, use Thargoid.watch to stay up to date. With new attacks, we have newly damaged stations, Gun port in Dan, and Beaufoy Vision in Nauni. Rescue pilots are needed to evacuate those stations, and the nearby evacuation ships will need deliveries of basic medicine, water, and HE suits. There are also still a number of stations under repair. Operation Ida's current target station for repair supplies is Con Relay in Evangelist. Check OperationIda.com for current information. We're still in front of Tharg right now, truckers, so let's stay that way. If you're in the coal sack or witch head region already, keep working to get those areas cleared. If not, join in the fight in HIP-12314 and let's show Tharg he poked his mandibles where they don't belong. Watch your wings, Six, keep your eyes on the signal sources, and always be ready to defend the mug.
1: Hexcom message complete. Defend the mug.
5: Encrypted transmission complete.
0: Further to our speculative articles of previous weeks about the potential kidnapping of the PR team from the Pilots' Federation, we'd like to confirm that we've a) found Sally and confirmed the PR team are not locked in a cupboard on her oh-so-pink ship. Her excursion away from the bubble is unconnected and just a bit of a getaway from it all while she practises saying "yar" and walk the plank with a side order of shiver me timbers. B. Located the Pilots' Federation PR team who have indeed been hard at work planning exciting stuff to unleash on the galaxy. We were hoping to bring you an update on whether there were any updates about updates on the horizon, but the latest message from Wild Arf, the notorious settlement scavenger and occasional PR rep for the Pilots' Federation states that they're sorry about the lack of updates about updates, but he is happy to update everyone that updates on updates will be forthcoming as soon as the approval for updates is updated, the broadcast studio updated, and of course the schedule updated to include updates on the forthcoming updates in due course. Hidden within this cryptic message is a clear indication that there is more information coming on the Azimuth Saga, there are updates, which we're all taking to mean new stuff, and much more just over the horizon. In the meantime, he reminds everyone that patience is a virtue. Okay, she's also the security guard at their offices, Of course, it might be a virtue, but Hutton have never claimed to be particularly virtuous people. That said, a certain level of patience comes as part of the territory when flying to Hutton, as if you can't wait an hour and twenty minutes for the orbital to appear nearby, then you're getting it wrong.
5: A number of commanders have submitted insurance claims of being viciously assaulted by a flying sausage this week. Commander Deadmeat GF, popping by the orbital for his weekly dressing down, said, There I was, minding my own business on Gantry C, when there was this buzzing noise. I turned around and this wiener just poked me in the eye. One M. Gray, attending a symposium on galactic warfare and political faction balancing, added, I heard a noise from above whilst I was reading up on the effect of smuggling on faction influence when this big splodge of mustard landed in the middle of my notes. Next thing I know, it's raining sausage. Commander Flossie submitted a note to Lael's office saying that she wasn't used to being startled by a foot-long big banger dangling in front of her face after a nap on the comfy sofa in the bar area. And could something be done about it, please? Even our fluffy leader, Alvin himself, had to exert an unusual amount of self-control when a dangly pork-filled skin came flying past and he wondered if Snoz had been startled in the shower. It turns out that the flying weenies were part of a dramatic rescue attempt by station personnel when one of the Momus bog spaniel security dogs managed to get itself stuck down an inspection chute in the detention level. Someone had left a hatch open and the spaniel, complete with little magnetic booties to stop it bounding off like a particle in an accelerator every time someone shouted squirrel, had blundered into the resultant hole and couldn't get out. Station rescue teams deployed drones Equipped with dangling sausages To try and tempt the toothy But terrified terror Out of its predicament No one was brave enough To attempt to stick an arm down the hole In an effort to grab the spaniel The Momus breed Of which has been known To mistake human fingers For tasty morsels So the sausage was deemed The best way of tempting it out Unfortunately, the rescue team at Hutton are more used to emergencies that require the use of a plunger, full-body hazmat suit and high-pressure rods that get round U-bends than they are flying drones. So there were shenanigans whilst they got the hang of the controls. We're delighted to say that Lord Huffington Belly Snoof III, also known as Butch, made his way safely back out of the hole courtesy of one particularly tasty weenie, some fishing antics that would make J.R. Hartley proud and plenty of coaxing. The rescue team who were awaiting him with open arms immediately regretted it after Butch expressed his displeasure in the usual manner and attempted to hamstring the lot of them. Sources say that the worst is over.
4: A small patch of blue sky has appeared in the bargain basement of the Hutton Systems table this week, and who knows, the local star may put in an appearance at any moment to break the gloom. The good news story of the week in the BTS world was Hutton's solid election result in Ross 671. Support for the losing faction, Social Ross 671 for Equality, waned early on and they went on to lose their deposit, their shirt and their money back guarantee as exit polls correctly predicted a convincing Hutton win. To add injury to their insult, the social equality advocates were immediately kicked in the ballot boxes by the High Rocks Blue Energy Corporation who have embarked on a war to put them into third place. This week, Ross671 dragging its weary carcass over the 40% threshold can be chalked up as a win for democracy. Next, of course, comes Barnard's Star, which rightly resumes its place as the strongest in the Hutton Systems table, insofar that it is just holding up the rest, leaving it on 28. As ever, in Barnard's Star, there's something going on as a war is about to conclude as an election gets underway for the other two spots on the podium. Third on the list of could do better is again Epsilon Eridani on 36%. We managed to increase our lead over the Mad Monks by 4 points who have stood still and are now 10 points in Hutton's wake. Fourth and fifth on a very crowded, naughty step are Kakari and Alvin's lair itself, Alpha Centauri, both on 39. This would normally warrant a longer mention, but just like last week we got enough on our hands to bother quibbling about a, a point or two. Our newest venture, Wolf562, was going so well but has temporarily gone off the boil and is just pipping Barnard star by a nats doodah on 28. Still 15% behind the controlling faction Wolf562 Major Inc. I predict That I'm not going to make a prediction on how long it will take to reel them into a war for control of the system. At the overachieving end of the Hutton Systems table, we have a pair of systems on oxygen. Above 70% and none in the 60s. You two just want to be different, don't you? Come on, admit it. Meanwhile, in Clonia... Imperial High Admiral Air Marshal General Missimo Hanki Gran Kazi, of all the Colonia clones, asked that Tucker's fight for Hotcol in Pythias in the war against Societest Eruditorum de Civitas Day. win the election against Eds 38 in Tier and boost hot coal in the other two colonic systems, Doriso and Eol Eolprogal Centauri. Priorities this week are, if you want to truck something, bolster Barnard start and boost hot in Wolf 562. If you want to shoot something, oh, I'm sure the paladins can find something to aim at.
1: If you want to get involved in community-led events, or you're just interested in hearing how they're going, then you've come to the right place. Here are the headlines. We've got news of all the clouds in the sky... The Magellan Experience, the Nexus Exploration, New Year New Discoveries 3308, Celebration of Early Astronomy 4, a Crate Carrier Survey of Etia Carina, yet another Bandit Racing League event, Trip Omega, and the Buckyball Races Go Back to Paris, so We don't have an update from Expedition Phoenix Frontier, as unfortunately Commander Content injured himself, but he's just about recovered and expects to give us an update for next week. In the meantime, we wish him well. Links will of course be posted in Twitch chat and also in the description of the YouTube upload. Commander Delovian's Expedition All the Clouds in the Sky is having problems Swift Nebulae playing hide and seek, as he explains.
3: Excuse me. We arrived at Hein Sector FS J B9 1 on Expedition Day 148 at 1559 Zodiac Time. First of all, the system is a single star system, but then I looked around and no nebula, no nothing. I started researching to make sure we were even in the right location. I did finally see it, a tiny thing approximately 6 light years from the star. You can see a little colourful cloud, but honestly you can see much more using the galaxy map than you can see in my picture, which is already magnified as much as possible without distorting too badly. There is another exam- yet another example that makes me think the EDSM is a great help, but it is not really 100% accurate with everything. Uh, as it's based on Commander logs. For places like this however, the entry must be done manually and I am a bit confused about what are the criteria for stellar objects to be included. For example, the Cat's Eye Nebula, one of the most beautiful clouds in the sky, is not included and it's 37 light years away from the closest star system. However, the Skull Nebula is included and that's more than 40 light years away from the closest star system. Struve's Lost Nebula is marked on the galaxy map, it is also included in the EDSM archives, yet even 6 light years away from it, they're going to have a hard time finding it in the sky. You know what, even better, I looked around the are next to the Pleiades Nebula, yes it does have a label on the galaxy map, and we all know what that is, and most of us have been there, but it is not included in the EDSM Nebulae catalogue. Don't get me wrong, I'm not criticising, I just know we need to be careful and do not rely on one single source of information. Yes, we need to check the High Nebula next, but then we also need to visit the Pleiades and have some stopovers in Aries and Taurus dark region. At this point in time, I really do not care if those are actually included in any category in EDSM, we're just going to go there. On the same day, Expedition Day 148, 8 February 3308, Zodiac entered the T tower system at 2058 and now that it's such a treat compared to previous waypoint, I just hope the pictures speak louder than words. The crew enjoyed the views and now getting ready for the Pleiades and neighbour dark regions.
1: The Magellan experience knows what it's like to cross a vast space filled with nothing to see or do, like a teenager in the backseat of any road trip, as Commander Richard Fluenis M tells us. I returned after a period of inactivity due to an extended vacation and started off a mini event that taught people in the expedition in the basics of void crossing as many of the members had, to, had yet to cross from Lyra's Song to Hawking's Gap to complete the expedition. A small mass launch was done to inaugurate before plunging into da- the darkness in front of the King's Midas POI. And for the moment, the expedition will focus on crossing to the other side. I myself will try to do a void crossing from Tenebury to Dryman's Point, something deemed impossible with conventional exploration ships. But I have an ace under my sleeve, as I'm running a highly experimental and optimised anaconda, aptly named Trinity Trinidad. That has a range of no less than 80.11 light years. Now, Hutton orbital might comment that this was done before. However, this anaconda is not like famous Commander Ghost Giraffe's stripped down death trap, but a new alternative made possible thanks to the double engineered FSD given in the Colonia Bridge community goal. Featuring outstanding shielding and protection, as much as a Federal Corvette, fighter bay capability, excellent efficiency for roast free fuel scooping, and a fully functional core internals without additional functional sacrifices. Therefore, this experimental design is, in my opinion, the most safe and optimal Explorer ever created. And to thank Hutton Orbital for its faithful correspondence. The building design will be given for free for other Commanders to enjoy the safest, most complete long-range build ever created. A link is provided for further study and the next week will expose the results of the Tenebrae-Dryman Highway. Commander Caboose is sending updates from Nexus. Nexus carrier legacy of dawn
2: is scheduled for a number of jumps in the following weeks on February the 11th a canyon race is scheduled on the orbiting moon for anyone and everyone see the official discord for location on February 18th the Nexus vessel Gary Hogan is scheduled to depart on her main voyage to relieve the legacy of dawn at her current position The Legacy is scheduled to depart for the Bubble on March 11th, giving all crew and explorers ample time to transition their ships and supplies to the Gary Hogan for an extended stay in space. Those who wish to return to the Bubble are welcome to remain aboard the Legacy of Dawn. A shout out to Commander Ibin Jamin for making his first discoveries and ventures into the Black aboard the Legacy and a huge thank you to Commander Soda Drink for his continued support and comic relief during live streams from the Legacy. An expedition is planned for late February, date to be announced, to travel up to the Galactic plane to a field of white dwarfs. A competition is planned to see who can safely find and catalogue the most
1: white dwarfs and neutron stars within the the allotted time. Commanders taking part in New Year, New Discoveries 3308, a fleet carrier equipped trip to the core and back, are really having a great time, and Commanders Arborish and Luna Siddharra have been so busy that they forgot to keep a diary, and have just managed to find time to say, this week we did another mass jump and then did a fight night in a storm cloud. (laughs) Members of the expedition celebration of Early Astronomy 4 are enjoying seeing up-close stars and systems that their distant ancestors had to imagine and write about. Commander Kesika and her teams have issued this communique.
0: Leg 3 of CEA 4 has kicked off and we're now heading for some unique sights. There are plenty of them on this particular portion, but let's focus on the record-setting ones. One of the first waypoints we're hitting up is Mu Seifei, one of the largest red supergiants and largest known stars. Also known as Herschel's Garnet Star, it has served as the M2IA standard by which other stars are classified. If placed in the centre of our solar system, Mu Seifei would extend to... between the orbits of Jupiter and Saturn. Second off is KOI1701. The first planet in the system is an extrasolar planet candidate, and in the in-game galaxy is the highest gravity-landable planet as of September 2021, also known as 3307, at a whopping 45.32 g. Tread carefully on this one, folks. Third is KY Cygni, one of the top ten largest known stars. It would extend past the orbit of Jupiter if it was placed in the centre of our solar system. And for the weary travellers, there's a station a few jumps away called Medusa's Rock. We also have S17143 containing the star forming complex of NCG7822 which includes one of the hottest stars discovered within one kiloparsec of our own solar system known in-game as HIP 139 SATA. one of the brightest stars in the night sky that's a supergiant known as Gamma Cygni in the Cygnus constellation and finally Alpha Cygni or Deneb the 19th brightest star in the night sky and the brightest in this Cygni constellation. Trekkies might recognise this one from the pilot episode of Star Trek Next Generation, amongst other times with the franchise itself. and whichever commander out there thinks it's funny to sneak aboard my ship and surprise me in an Earth Earth World War II-era uniform while I'm in this system, you're lucky I have no weapons on the ship, otherwise all data you just acquired would have been gone.
1: Puff! Thanks to expedition members or 102 FedMank and Orange Reborn for those screenshots. Commander I am Nickman, the captain of the fleet carrier FGS Glorious Waltz, has sent us what may be the last update from the expedition, a crate carrier survey of ETA Carina.
5: Our expedition ended on Sunday without issue or loss of life. FGS Glorious Waltz and FGS Soul Search have returned. FGS ESTO Perpetua 9W 51G is still placed at waypoint two of the expedition. It'll begin its return this weekend sometime to bring home any stragglers that missed their rides or any wayward explorers looking for a sleeper trip to the bubble. Overall, it was a wonderful expedition. The points of interest sourced from ED Astro and its supporters were wonderful contribut- t- contributions to the expedition. Expect the next expedition I organised to be slightly smaller in length and scope, though. It's a lot to handle alone.
1: It seems that the Bandit Racing League never rests, and no sooner have we reported on one event than Commander DB Exterminator is here to tell us about another. Greetings Commanders! The next Bandit Racing League race will be on 5th of March at 2000 UTC. I'm working on a special prize for the winner of both categories, so stay tuned for more. There are only two days to go until the latest Titan Contractors event Trip Omega sets off and Commander Radium wants to remind us of what the trip is all about.
4: Take to the stars and journey across the galaxy in Titan Contractors biggest expedition yet. Trip Omega is Titan's fourth and biggest expedition spanning a staggering 84,000 light years of space with incredible bubble sites, alien ruins, nebulas, strange life forms and stellar phenomena all within reach thanks to our fleet carriers that help unlock the trip for all to participate. Our trip launches on the 12th of February and is free for anyone to join. Odyssey, Horizons on PC or console, new and old alike. Join our Discord and check out our website for more information.
1: And lastly this week, Alec Turner has sent us news of a brand new event from the Buckyball races. And it's the first race in the Magic 8 Ball Championship. You've still got time to enter. This race, entitled Back to Pariso, is being hosted by Mal for the Win and is re- a rerun of the 3305 classic Full Throttle at Pariso. The race runs from 001 UTC, Saturday 12th of February, until Sunday 20th February. You'll need your own fleet of ships and a day the length of those on Venus if you wanted to take part in all these events. But you can try all to join one but you can all try to join one at least. If that list isn't long enough and you think you know of any we've missed, then email itookpart at huttenorbital.com to let us know about it.
0: And thank you very much to the news team. Wow, that was a big one, as they say. Oh. <clears throat> First time I've ever heard that. And, you know, given that we were just talking about sausages, yes, there were some mighty sausages in there. But, um, yes, we're, we're back in the studio, and it's time for a bit of, a bit of banter about all the goings-on in the galaxy. Now, the sausages. Yes, sausages. Ta-saugages. I mean, I'm assuming they were, they were well-cooked. Well, so
5: they, they were on a were on a, a good bit of wire, so they're very well hung.
0: <laughs> they would yeah, well hung sausages. <so it's> just... <laughs> But, um, yes, I mean, flying sausages around the orbital. I mean, I've seen all the detritus on the floor around the place, but I've not yet seen one of these amazing flying sausages. But, I mean, what a way to rescue one of the moment's bog spaniels. I mean, you're not going to stick your, your pinky down there, are you? You're going to lose it. I'm not going to stick anything down there. Yeah,
3: I'm no, not no. going to stick, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never heard them called a pinky before, but I'm certainly mm-hmm. not sticking it down well, there. Well, well but what, ri- colour, <laughs> 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 what colour? What <laughs> colour do you think it'll be? <laughs> yeah. I'm not risking my banger.
0: <laughs> anyway so yeah i mean that that was that, that was a news article we, we picked up this week and and then of course we we have the ongoing war yes more war oh God. it'll be all but be over by christmas it will be it will be not it telling I you which year though it's, it's a it's Advent. a war of contrition now isn't it yeah <laughs> a war but of the, contrition the the, mm. the knockdown ginger or whatever it's not not ginger you know ring the doorbell run away giggling
3: yes we're playing that game. Sharp door running we in north britain so it? what's it called Chap door, run away. Chap- he chapped, door. Door. He chapped the door and run away. It was knock okay. a door,
4: run in Middle Britain. That's not to be confused with Middle Earth. That's something else. Oh, that's the one knock, with knock all it of on,
1: their... on a door, running away <laughs> Knock
4: a door, run, yeah. Hmm?
1: Anyway,
0: so yeah, there's all that going on, and it, it, we understand the paladins at the moment are concert Nabatine possibly. They're they're off to for some combat. Rincewind Cumry, who was mentioned earlier in the show, uh, actually engaged the enemy personally in a, a high uh, combat zone earlier this evening, and reported that there were three corvettes waiting for him from the enemy, uh, at which point we contacted the Paladin Consortium and said, will you please send in the the cleanup crew? And we do understand that a number of commanders have joined Rinswin Cymru this evening and are actively engaging the enemy in combat as we speak. So, well done, everybody. Uh, Then, what else else do we have on this week? We we had the, the apology, obviously, yes, he's not Russian, he's
4: Welsh...
3: He's I don't taking, know how you... And
4: he's taking his time. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know how you can tell. <coughs> you can, he's got you more. Count the L's.
0: Count the L's.
4: More L's, There are no L's in Kimru. Not elves, elves. He's, he's
5: not having a lot of vowel trouble. Yeah. No. And um, yeah. A- irritable vowel
7: syndrome. Yes.
0: Uh, Commander Enchantment.
2: <sighs> yes.
0: I mean, that sounds like. Quite the trip. I mean, obviously, we reported to back in the day about the trip far out beyond the edges of space and all the refueling efforts. But, I mean, this one, including a four-month nap, um, seems to be going further than any commander has ever gone before.
2: Yes, very exciting stuff. Also, I mean, I mean, when you get out that far and you've spent that much time, you know, in the black, things can go a bit squiffy.
0: Yeah, I mean, as long as Commander Enchantment doesn't fall out with Phil, I think everything's going to be okay.
2: I think Phil's going to keep keep her together.
0: He's yeah, yeah. a bit of a prick, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's
7: a
2: bit of a prick. Oh, <laughs> oh,
0: dear. Uh, and of course, and, and then we've got Commander <laughs> Val's always me. And the how do how do you get exactly one billion credits every oh. single week without fail? <laughs> and that website it's it's fascinating you you probably need either
5: no drinks whatsoever or a lot of drinks because there's a there's a lot of good stuff in there with grey code which we mentioned a few weeks ago yes i've, mm-hmm. I've yeah. tried
4: both of those and
0: i still don't understand it is, is grey
3: code is grey code anything like a code brown
0: no mm. no okay no. no you have to ask mindy about um, yeah code brown
2: mm. depends on what you have eaten. Mm-mm. yes sure.
0: no. but it's it, the it, color
2: it's it sorry, does way lay
5: bare th- their it. method. It does lay <laughs> bare their methodology. Just does show that it's, it's not cheating.
0: It's just doing things exactly correctly. T- yeah, and for the for the avoidance of doubt, I mean, Iniv. You said it was iniv.space and, uh, Iniv. Yes. dot space and iniv.space space slash elegance. Iniv. I N I V. dot space is the. Didn't is the anybody the
4: it post it in the chat?
0: Oh, they did, but some people like Excellent. it spelled Excellent. out Excellent. in you know old reliable. In Sesame Street special letters. You know, yes. this week's brought not to everyone, you by the letters I N I N V.
2: Not everyone listens on Twitch. Don't
0: they? They, no, but they don't. They're, they're, the link will be placed I'll put the
5: link in again in yep. the, the description of the YouTube. There's a heck of a lot of links gonna go very good. And for there, those of
0: you listening, of course, on the radio station, you've got no access to any of these chat channels. Well you can though, go yeah. to you can go to you can
5: go to YouTube and look it up. You don't have to watch it.
0: Well yeah, yeah.
4: And for there those listening on the radio show, the pink is behind the green.
0: And for those of you Sorry. watching in black and white or <laughs> you, should, colourblind, you should
3: get that looked at by a proper You're book, Doomed. Huh? Uh, Just well, anyway, oh. Doomed. As long as I'm not
0: going to ask thought. about. Yeah, I'm not going to ask about the um, the 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 stream this week from the Pilots Federation because we had uh, is it an, an announcement or a pronouncement or a pronunciation even uh, by Madarf? Yes, or an enunciation proclamation. Yep. Um, Any by other by Wild
5: Arf. Um, about the updates. If it's an annunciation, we could be getting ready for a virgin
3: birth, you know. Yes. Mm. <laughs> mm. Virgin on the ridiculous. Yeah. Oh
0: dear. So, yes, yeah. there, there, there was an announcement saying, yes, we know we've been quiet and we're going to be talking about stuff later. Um, we understand they are moving back to the studio, though, they, their own version <laughs> of Studio 5. Not as salubrious as ours, of course. It doesn't have the you know special snack machine for Flossie to top you know top up the pocket munch.
7: Yeah,
0: um, <laughs> doesn't have the same and stains. And flying sausages. Mm-hmm. It does not have flying sausages. Doesn't well, have the chairs. Stains. Are probably less sticky mm-hmm.
3: because yes, you, you can actually
0: see in and out of their windows. Mm. They have windows. I thought they were on. I thought they were on. Um, yeah, we have we have, win-
3: we have windows too, but they don't look like windows. <laughs> right, because on the stuff on them.
0: Well, anyway, just before lockdown, obviously they had the studio that we saw a few times in, um, sort of you know, the twenty-four hour charity broadcasts and all sorts. But they had built, I think, that studio and another studio next door for special, you know, events and broadcasts that they'd set up specially just for all these live things. And then, of course, lockdown happened, and they couldn't use the get-together cool yeah, studio. You'd need a
5: hell of a long cable for your mic, wouldn't you?
0: Yes, mm. and a really, really big Ascorbia special zoom lens. Something very intrusive. <clears throat> yes. Um, so we understand they are. not use a are... car
3: park in occasion as well?
0: <clears throat> now, don't talk to me about the pilots federation and their car park because that's where my my car died, and I'm sad yeah.
3: still. Is um, that no- the, Did you, did it you not roll at an David a. Braben's parking space?
0: it <laughs> yeah. well, was next to next to Lord Brubin's, um car when it died as well, from, from oh. what I remember.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. it got looked it sucked the anyways. life right out of it.
0: <laughs> yep. One of those sort of remote electric charging things. Um, anyway, so, yeah, it looks like they're going to be moving back to their studio and there will be, you know, new exciting broadcasts coming from there. There are hints about new things, but the only hint we've got
4: is that there are new things. Do you think he might, you know, the, uh, the charging debris that you have, I can't remember, you press three or four to whip it out. Um, do you think he was maybe testing the prototype? So press three as a control alt delete, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. The thing you whip out when you're on foot and you charge yourself up again.
0: Oh, one of think those he things. You might have yes. been
4: testing it out on your
0: car. Well, it was certainly a major electrical failure in the car. Well, there, the well there you go. The problems. Yeah. So I mean, he must you have
4: know. pressed mouse alt, you know, mouse two button as he walked past your car, and that would have toasted it. That would have done for it. Uh, absolutely,
3: and then probably cloned its idea as well. I think mm. you, you need yeah, to have yeah, wood can in can a couple of weeks, after that, yeah. and then drape it over our, our reactor control console. That's mm-hmm. right.
0: That's right. So, um Flossie, flossy. Uh, do we have yes. a, a CG update coming from you this week? I know we we've been a bit hit and miss. Like one week we've had one, one week we haven't recently. But uh, have we got exciting news?
1: We have. Yes.
0: Fantastic. Well, we've got
1: news anyway.
0: <laughs> well, it's exciting. I'm yes. sure.
1: Yes, it is. Yes.
0: And it hasn't got any uniquely engineered no-huffs mm. in it. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. we'll have to wait well. and see for that one. <laughs> and then we do have a non-redacted sports report, I understand. We don't do sports reports anymore. Well, sorry. Hutton a, Helper results, how very dare you. Hutton Helper results, mm. uh, the, who's better than everybody else
4: in the Olympics? Um, anybody else addicted to curling yet? Is that what, is that, what that was last week? I, I, I thought it was the missing words round.
0: <laughs> what, blankety blank. It was blankety blank. <laughs> Checkbook and pen. The
3: Cuckling? I think I knew some of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mm. knew one of them. You thought you knew two of them. But I thought I did, yeah, but I got the of number them. wrong, didn't I?
4: Mm. Yeah, I have yeah. to read iniv.space. dot
3: space. Yeah, I think. we'll be I mean, anyway, anyway this week. There are, there are no uh, interim reports this week, so it's okay. Ah, uh,
4: right,
0: well, not. But really. well, I'm, am definitely addicted to the curling now. It's, it's the team, the team yeah. curling at the moment. Having the the individual. So the uh, was it the not the individual the um the mixed doubles. Mm. Um, yeah, well, didn't quite get bronze, and but it fun to watch. Brushing furiously. I know. I haven't been scrubbing like that since...
4: I've now got a picture in my head of, 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 of two ladies, like, doing each other's hair. Um, oh, I'm glad cooked. you
5: finished that sentence. <laughs> I was, my mind was going entirely the
3: wrong direction. <laughs> you know me; yeah. I always get round to it. it got <laughs> as far as each other, curling
4: and though. brushing. I thought, what they going on a night out and they're doing each other's hair. Oh, that's so nice. They're messing it? with big stones. Yes, you know, yeah. they must run out of mirrors or something. Or uh, anyway, uh,
0: but I've been fascinated by watching that, at least that bit of the Olympic, and then, then looking at the downhill skiing and screaming. It, it, when you actually look down the mountain, it's a lot steeper than that. The camera, I swear, has a flattening. Oh, it's just a gentle slope, and then you look at the mountain; they've just gone down and realised they've just jumped off the edge. They model that. They,
5: they model that, that on the radar you have in your SRV, as we mentioned last week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. There's, well, there's, I remember there's the one ones
3: going. There's go on, the one going to come down and they jump, but as they jump off what looks like a reasonably high ski jumpy thing, the it goes a wee tiny bit in front of the ski jumpy thing, and then the rest of the mountain drops away. So as they jump, as they jump, they're about maybe 10, 15 feet off the ground, and then suddenly it becomes about 35, 40 feet off the ground, and then they come down and they're they're spinning in the air and turning and landing backwards and everything. Then that's just mm. astonishing. The I remember beginning being at of the James t-
4: Bond. Yeah, yeah. I remember being at the top of the the Olympic ski jump in uh, in Innsbruck you know, the Olympics were there in I don't know the eight seventies seventies or eighties, and uh, the only thing you can see from the top of the uh, ski jump is a hospital (laughs) and then as you as you you hurtle down the ramp and sort of sort of launch yourself off the end of it and take flight you can not only see the hospital but you can see the cemetery as well
3: oh nice, is (laughs) that not (laughs) where Eddie the Eagle did his
4: jumps? no idea but uh, Uh, is he the Eddie the Imperial Eagle Eddie the Imperial Eagle (laughs) (laughs) yes
0: and then of course we have the return of Amelia this week
2: Yes. I've only been with, gone with, a week.
0: <laughs> I know, but it feels like it feels like ages. We 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 missed our galnet rares last week. Ah oh, bless. The well, danger this week, you're put in.
2: This week we are going to get to the truth of things.
0: The truth, the whole truth, and oh my goodness, mm. is it the truth?
2: <laughs> is it the
0: truth? <laughs> yes. Can
4: we handle the truth? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can handle the truth. Yes. Can we handle the sausage? Sure, oh, why dear. not? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the
0: other <laughs> channel that we don't—the yeah, the one on the high numbers. As we long as you don't, don't
3: mind, there. yeah. As long as you don't mind it being a square one.
0: Um, so, what else do we as have before we move into the next bit of the show? Has anybody got any other wonderful contributions? Yes. No. Yes. It's me, me, I have
5: to apologise for getting to the word contributions and and mistiming my breath, and then not being able to say anything. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, you Twice. know, I didn't I didn't even poke at you on that this week. I thought I was very well behaved. Mm-hmm. Yes. You were,
4: you were. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, there was, um, was
3: a silence which was a, a, a seamless, but uh, that's... <laughs> so on so, Saturday, uh, the Hotbox crew all went to the Guardian site to pick up some... It, we mm-hmm. brushed out. We,
4: come on, he, 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 he has to explain himself. What were you trying to say, Palantir, before? And whatever's in the bleeding script. Well, it, it, Wonderful uh, what, Contributions was, it, was, it, was in... <laughs> or or f- conflict f-
3: abrimunitions. munitions Under, Under, most, of the wonderful
4: expedition, was that what I was trying to say? Our most sincere contra fibular tibia femurities. It'll <laughs> Conf- <laughs> be great in the edit. Yeah, I'll be fine in the edit.
5: It's always great. No, no, it can't because we've talked about
3: it. So it won't be in the edit. At least you never said at least you never said what was it? Strange tonsils. Conflake Abri Munitions. Yeah. so uh, anyway
4: carry on do carry on
3: anyway strange tonsils and uh, <laughs> Hotbox we took a trip to the Guardian site on Saturday and we went uh, we went putling about getting um, getting blueprints for people who needed blueprints and didn't have blueprints and some had never been to a Guardian site before they didn't know what a Sentinel was they found out quite rapidly but they didn't know <laughs> um, and then we found a fabulous new game to play well Bobby did. Uh, and what you do is, you sit on top of, you know the, the Guardian machine, you know where the orb comes out? Anybody? Yeah. It goes well, I'm, I'm nodding, I'm nodding. Big, I have big, heard big of Williams, some Williams, stuff, yeah. yes. where the orb comes out. So if you set your SRV on top of the bit where the orb comes out, and then you, you put the relic down to activate the machine, and the orb comes out, what it does yeah. is, it fires the SRV off into the distance at great height and great speed, and it's, it's it? fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic fun. No, it's it's similar to a geezer but different so it's a guardian geezer it's not a guardian geezer <laughs> no what happens is it's is like a diamond opens, geezer a thing opens and a sphere comes out and you go wee um Didn't and we've we decided I don't remember we, that we, we decided no that's that's the first time we've done it anyway but we've yeah. decided it's a great new game and we're going to play it in future mm. and guardian geezer he has insisted that the game is now called ride the Boby." <laughs> so <laughs> what is a Bobie? yeah it's the round thing. It's a sphere, obviously. Obviously, you don't obviously. Want to know. yeah. You don't no, want to know. Don't ask. Sound, don't ask questions. Sounds sounds very don't dangerous. ask questions. You don't want the answer to. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We I'm had to have a state, edu- a state registered nurse on standby. Mm. So uh, lots of fun was had. There was a good there. I think we had about eight of us, which is good for Hotbox. Um, yeah, I, I'm registered with the state. It doesn't mean that I'm a nurse. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: so yeah. Mm. So that was okay. us. it was all Are wonderful you? fun.
0: And there was a there was a, a news article in um, the archives cropped up this week about uh, the the first discovery that fusion is actually powered by tritium.
3: Yeah, mm. But tritium.
1: They, had ma-
3: they had to make their own. No th- thing. The scientist on the telly called it tritium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, tritium I heard it
1: called trotium, tritium on telly. Tritium, tritium, We've got trotium. a third trotium. one
3: now. No, that's that's what yeah, you power horses. Yeah, that's the one that you make out of Milton horses.
5: <laughs> <laughs> they, really is. The cleaner 80s telling us Shoreside Customs set the long jump um, record with a distance of two and a half kilometres.
3: Yes, there you go. Yeah. Ow. Also
0: known as, how many bananas is that? Oh, no, Many, that's, that's more many, many bananas. Shed loads.
2: 642.
0: I mean, Thank you. You're saying 000, that 5,000
3: London buses?
2: <laughs> 86% of statistics that's, are made up of like spot That's
3: like a tenth yeah. of Wales. Well, bananas like twenty centimeters. Multiply it up, or divide it down. I don't care.
0: Well, it's many, many bananas. Right. Well, we're going to sort of move along with the next bit of the show. Um, Mm -hmm. Would you? Would you care,
4: Commander Chicks, to to introduce? Well, I I was going to say, you know that Flossie makes out... Sorry, Flossie. You know that Flossie makes out that she's a pacifist and never fights back. But like a an Ardak. Aardak. Yeah. Well, like an Aardvark, she's got aardvark. teeth. How, however, unlike them, I mean, the aardvark,
8: aardvark,
4: she also has canines and incisors, so they better not try to go up against her in a fire that includes biting. That's all I can say. Everybody sit up and pay attention. It's Flossie with the CG News. Aardvark.
8: Aardvark.
4: It's
7: it's flossy. It's flossy. It's flossy. It's And the community goes.
1: Hello, Flutter here with this week's community goals news. Uh, There were no CGs last week, so straight onto the new CGs for this week. Colonia Bridge Phase 4 Deliveries have been requested in the Alcor and Colonia systems to implement services to the Colonia Bridge starports. A press release from Brewer Corporation provided the details. The fourth and final phase of our Colonia Bridge project will take place over the next four weeks. Our goal is to finish constructing the starports that were recently added to the route between Colonia and Alcor systems. For the first week, we require deliveries of coffee, emergency power cells, geological equipment and liquid oxygen to Mcdonald's settlement in the Alcor system or Jack station in the Colonia system. If we receive sufficient commodities, we can add Universal Cartographics and Vista genomics to five of the starports along the route and the starport closest to the Colonia region. Everyone at Boer Corporation was impressed by the Galactic Community's dedication to improving the travel corridor to the Colonia region. For this week's initiative, contributing pilots have the opportunity to be rewarded with a generous number of credits. In subsequent weeks, we will be offering a variety of additional rewards. Following feedback from our shareholders, we also plan to install beacons to recognise the major contributors to all phases of the Colonia Bridge project. The top 10 contributors of every past and upcoming Colonia Bridge initiative will be listed on these beacons to immortalise the names of these pilots. The Colonia Bridge starports currently offer rearm, refuel and repair services as well as basic commodity trading. The second, third and fourth weeks of this phase will focus on adding further services. Each tier reached will enable Borough Corporation to establish a further service to five starports branch, branching out from Alcor as follows. Tier 1, Universal Cartographics. T- tier 2, Vista Genomics. Part 1 of the four-week campaign begins on 10th of February and will run for one week. To earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering coffee, emergency power cells, geological equipment and liquid oxygen to McDonald's Settlement in the Arco system or Jack Station in the Colony system. And that's it for this week's CG News. Flossie told you what to do.
2: Thank you, Flossie. It's great to see the CGs back. So that's coffee, emergency power cells, geological equipment and liquid oxygen, not trotium. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, It's interesting that it'll take place over four weeks. At least no one needs to worry if there'll be another CG, um, if there'll be another one next week. Uh, So over to Commanders Beetlejuice and Weatherspoon now as they regale us with what's been happening in the galaxy at large And I think they've got some good news If you're an Imperial that is
9: Galnet News Digest, 10th of February, 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, the Alliance assures Sirius it won't attack any more of its megaships. Aegis fails to win a last-minute reprieve, and the Empire gets its Emperor back.
10: Prime Minister Edmund Mahan has given personal assurances to Sirius Corporation CEO Lee Yong Ri that the conflict in Riort was a one off problem, and that the people of the Alliance broadly welcome the presence of Sirius Navy, which now has megaships stationed in Alioth, Arimpox, Dijian, and Liste. Lee had expressed concerns over the safety of his military personnel. The chariot of Ria was forced to retreat from Riort saying that Sirius Navy has a zero-tolerance approach to violence from its customers. Admiral Nicholas Glass is attempting to liaise on the matter with the Council of Admirals. The violence in Riort has led more members of the Alliance Assembly to join Council Nakato Kane in questioning whether the Sirius Corporation can be trusted. The revelation that
9: the Aegis megaship Alexandria was sabotaged by a hostile military force hasn't stopped the three superpowers from abandoning it in favour of the mysterious salvation. Politicians in the Empire Federation and Alliance seem more willing to place their trust in the secret scientist than the Xena Research and Defence Organisation jointly set up back in August 3303. The reliance on independent pilots to do the majority of the fighting is being used as a primary reason for shutting down Aegis, together with the belief that Salvation's secret superweapon is a more effective way of repelling Thargoids than anything Aegis can manage. All three superpowers are now allowing their military personnel to work for Salvation while retaining their commissions. It's not clear whether Sirius Navy plans to follow suit. Medals of honour will be presented posthumously to Captain Jacob Morales and his crew of 4,000, all of whom were killed in the attack on the Alexandria. And then administrators will continue the process of shutting down Aegis, and the bubble will place its trust in salvation.
10: Emperor Arissa Lavigny de is under medical care in Achenar after being rescued from her captors. A number of Imperial senators have been arrested. Concerns were raised over the whereabouts of the Emperor by Princess Ashling after a period of many months, during which the Emperor made no public appearances. An investigation by Captain Saskia Landau of ACT over the past few days managed to decode a number of messages that indicated Arissa was being held by military organisation Darkwater Inc. in Summerland on behalf of a group of Senators calling themselves the Lords of Restoration. It is believed that these Senators had been assisting the NMLA in its terrorist campaign for the restoration of the Republic of Akanar. On the orders of Chancellor Blaine, the Imperial Guard is reported to have taken on Darkwater Inc. in combat, a risky strategy to rescue a high-value captive. The Emperor was found alive in a cryopod aboard a Darkwater ship, and she has been returned to the Imperial Palace on Capitol, where she is receiving medical attention. The Imperial Internal Security Service has arrested Senators Torquatus, Nerva and Geryon, and is conducting an investigation into infiltrators and Republican sympathisers within Imperial Intelligence. It is unclear how the Empire failed to notice its Emperor was missing for a year after she disappeared. This is likely to form part of the investigation. The campaign to
9: build the Colonia Bridge is nearing its end, but the finale will last three weeks longer than expected. Brewer Corporation is kitty out six new starports that have been built along the route between the Bubble and Colonia over the next four weeks. In addition to the rearm, refuel and repair services that are already in place, Brewer will add additional services if the response to each week's appeal is sufficient. Week 1 is all about exploration services, and will facilitate the introduction of universal cartographics and vista genomics at the six stations. As usual, the appeal is for some slightly unusual supplies, to be delivered to Alcor and Colonia. The list of required items includes coffee, emergency power cells, geological equipment and liquid oxygen. Alcor will provide the equipment for five of the starports and Colonia will handle the remaining one. The rewards to participating pilots for this week's part of the appeal will be purely financial but Brewer has plans for some special rewards for subsequent weeks' participants. The top ten contributors towards this and all other appeals for the various phases of the Colonia Bridge initiative will be celebrated by having the names added to commemorative beacons. Brewer Corporation hopes that these six starports will in due course come to be the home for thriving communities of commanders who enjoy the wide-open spaces of the Scutum Sagittarii Conflux.
10: Two systems on the edge of the bubble have been attacked by Thargoids. The Nowney and Dan systems are around 200 light years from Sol, and are as unexpected as the attack on Kornsar last year. Bofoi Vision in Nowney and Gunport in Dan both need urgent assistance to evacuate injured and trapped crew members. Rescue ships have been positioned 500 kilometres from each of the damaged stations, and Aegis Defence has positioned megaships to assist with repelling Thargoids. Both Nauni and Dan have active AX combat zones, although the distances in Dan make getting about harder than usual. The attacks follow six weeks, during which the existing incursions in the Musca Dark region, the Pleiades and the Witchhead Nebula have been largely driven back, with only eight systems still suffering incursion. Salvation deployed his secret weapon three times. Other than that, it has been independent pilots using the Aegis Defence megaships that have done the majority of the work. Salvation has promised to unveil something that will address the Thargoid threat in a final and devastating way. However, he has remained silent on this for some weeks.
9: And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.
5: Commanders Beetle Jude and Wotherspoon for the news that's truly behind the news within the news as it were talking of truly behind it's time to go over to the Hunt and Helper results with Mia Harkness <laughs>
3: Was that good? Oh I don't know. Anyway, welcome to the Hot and Helper results. The Hot and Helper Results are sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third party resource to come with a big crinkly, crunchy crisp packet full of goodies that you can crimp, show, and crinkle through all your broadcasts. This week we have the following events. The Looking for Guardian Sight Shield, the one casket, one orb, one relic, one tablet, one on the cheeky we totem cup, the random numbers of guardian déjà vu trophy the grab roughly by the sentinels trophy uh, the I'll-get-a-new-SRV-from-the-Fleet-Carrier-Special and the Riding-the-Bobby-Bus extravaganza So extra point if you can mash all the bits together into your fighter never ever hit it with a Thargoid goo and never ever put a Thargoid heart on the thing in front of the blueprint machine This week's Hutton Helper results are Cometborn wins distance travelled this week with 164,000 light years covered. Testosterone 420 sold just under 49,000 tonnes of commodities to come first in cargo sold. Top mission runner is Monty P, who managed to score 749 mission points. Alex Zuno won bounties with 1,111,111,111 111, 111 credits handed in. TWFIR, which might may may, or be, may not be a Welsh commander, I'm not sure. Anyway, they handed in 1.4 billion credits of combat bonds to top of the table, and Malice XR3 from Hotbox delivered 273 passengers safely, more or less, to their destination, more or less. So decals this week for TWFIR. Uh, please email I took part at Huttonorbital.com and arrange to collect your Hutton decal kit which this week consists of some blue lights a few odd bits of broken tech and instructions to an ancient instructions in an ancient indecipherable language there were no Hutton runs this week for the second week in a row we're running low on beans pickled eggs fredos and breakaway biscuits so if you're coming out here could you pick some up on your sh- at the shop at Alvin oh and Floor Mopping Guy asked for some shaken vac I don't think we need it, we don't have carpets, but he likes to do the dance. Are you looking for a way to buy all of the things from the tech broker and be the envy of pilots everywhere? Then you would be the coolest kid in your system! Well, except for one of the special group of people. They are the Hutton Helper winners. Now if you really want to be cool, you have to get working on your stats. But how? Well, I'll tell you how. Just go to hot.forthemunk.com and download or sign up for the all new Hutton Helper before striding forth, PC players only, into the galaxy and showing off your wares, you magnificent sparkly big, um, well, whatever you are. Let's face it, anything has to be better than getting interdicted by thargoids when you have a hole full of guardian goodies. Well, that's it for this week. Back to Studio Five, and my large bag of noisy Chris. Mm.
1: you Mia. After that early news item, I'm no longer surprised that Alex Dono gets those ex- exact results, but I'm still impressed at how much danger she must put herself in when fighting pirates. Mind you, that's nothing to the danger that Amelia Hawke subjects herself to for the Garnet's Rare Digest reports. We're glad she's back this week, and that's no lie.
2: Good evening, this is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. We try all the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous commodities, so you don't have to. As the song says, tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Ever since the first caveman stood over the prone form of another, hiding the club he just battered him with behind his back and attempting to pull an innocent face, fibs, lies, falsehoods and the like have been a staple of human communication. We're all told that lying is bad. Our parents, our teachers, that gold cop who asked me why I was elbow deep in that cabinet and stuffing things in my backpack, It is universally accepted that big lies are bad. Then there's the other sort. The kind that are told to children, or your friends, or loved ones. Lies help you get out of dangerous traps. We're not buying presents for each other this year. No, it doesn't make you look like a Christmas fairy. The classic, if the wind changes, you'll get stuck like that. And of course, Anacondas are free at Hutton Orbital. Harmless fibs. The grease of a harmonious society. Then, of course, you have some professions where lying is an art form. Politicians, for instance. They can't call each other liars without being booted out of whatever assembly room they're in, but have to develop the ability to produce some some of the most barefaced, obnoxious, and obvious fibs that the electorate become immune to it teachers are of course some of the very best liars on the planet when little johnny or jane at primary school holds up a painting of what could be a horse or then again a chair or maybe their aunt flo holding a teapot the isn't it marvelous and i bet your parents would love to put that up on the fridge And they're said in such sincerity that the child is beaming all day, despite the blob of colour looking like nothing more than the cat has been sick on the carpet. Telling the truth can, of course, be dangerous. Admitting to things that you know will cause trouble. Volunteering the truth unasked for runs from a scale of just rude to provoking a full-blown war there are situations where it is of course required. Usually when in front of a judge and your hand on a religious text or making a non-religious oath or when getting married or when attending confession. A long extinct religious sect over in the LP 375-25 system based at King Gateway had a reputation for being suspicious of just about everything they were told and over the centuries made it their religious duty to discover the truth. With the methods of the Inquisition from ducking stools to torture to threats of external damnation and privileges for the executive bathrooms being off the table, they resorted to other means. The Honesty Pill, originally designed to be taken before confessional, Uh, allowing supplicants to unburden themselves of all their darkest skeletons from all the dusty closets and therefore receive absolution, which in some cases ended in incarceration, ostracization, or just dirty looks from colleagues. Corporate spies hearing tales of the amazing truth effects of the pills insinuated themselves into the ranks and somehow, without being caught, managed to steal the recipe believing themselves to be able to monetize it. The possibilities were vast, from law enforcement to the grilling of politicians and ensuring their honesty, through to social uses between loved ones who wanted to prove their undying love without being second-guessed at every turn. The religious sect discovered to their loss that brutal, unadorned honesty was quite simply not possible. It led to bickering, infighting, endless shame, and finally the dissolution of the sect, as none of them were talking to each other anymore. And therein lies the danger with this particular rare item. As much as all of us would like to think we were truthful individuals, sometimes it's just not wise. That said, when I joined the Galnet Rares Digest, the interview process was thorough. They delved into my past, and I'm not the kind of person to worry about any skeletons dancing their way out of my closet. I've been given one of the honesty pills, and in the privacy of my suite here, and for the sake of the review, I'm going to try one. I've got no idea how long they take to have an effect, and to be honest, I'm not sure how much of it is psychosomatic. I mean, I was hypnotised once and was told that the water I was drinking was actually whiskey. Oh, you should have seen the face I pulled. People were laughing at me. And then the hypnotist told me that I had a little bird in my hand and then it flew off and I was chasing it all over the marquee and running around trying to catch it. The funny thing is that I couldn't see the bird, I was just playing along and there was no reason not to. Oh, did I say that out loud? Oh, that, that can't be the pill already, can it? I've never told anyone that. Actually, talking of never telling anyone about things, I know that I said I was recuperating last week from exertion of trying out all these dangerous things, but the truth of it is, is that I went on a bit of a bender on the Wednesday and I had a pig of a hangover. I just couldn't face the honesty pills with that kind of a headache. I mean, imagine if I told everyone about the evening dancing on tables stealing sips from everyone's drinks and the things i said to that poor bar mate i'd have blushed so hard i mean what seriously that quickly well never mind i mean i'm I'm sure this picture's plastered all over galbuk of the evening anyway i mean who hasn't got embarrassing pictures well not embarrassing but I, i wouldn't want those ones from the last imperial party to get out that Matrona experience jelly that they, that they gave me to try on that dose of dance dust? Well, you can imagine. Actually, no, no, don't imagine. Crikey, how long does this last? I mean, what if my wife comes back to our room and asks something? I mean, I'm honest about everything with her, but what if I slip up? That's it. I'm locking the door and telling everyone I've got plague and I'm contagious. One second, I'll write that on the door. What? Oh. Pretending I've got played to avoid oversharing. Don't come in if you don't want to hear the truth. Why did I write that? Okay, I'm wedging a chair against the door. This is Amelia Hawke, reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. And I've tried the honesty pills, and I'm desperately trying not to tell you about that one time at Dab's Hope, so you don't have to blush too hard. Oh, where's the off switch on this thing? <laughs> Yes, I know that was me. And yes, my eyeballs are stinging now. Oh my god, that's gonna leave a stain. Could someone crack a window? <laughs>
0: Thank you very much, Amelia. <clears throat> My goodness. Wow, that stuff <laughs> works then. I mean, it's not just made-up nonsense.
2: Yeah, it's not just made-up nonsense. It actually works.
0: So, so uh, obviously, Amelia, tell us your genuine opinion. How much do you love the job that we give you every week?
2: I loathe it entirely.
0: Oh, honesty. Glorious, <laughs> glorious honesty. And and you know, that, that outfit that, that Palantir's wearing there, I mean, is it not the cutting edge of fashion?
2: Uh Well, I guess it's better than the time I saw him in his underwear. <laughs> you
0: don't know what I'm wearing now, girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, turn
5: around. It can't be okay. worse. I mean, uh, is, is is
3: the that squeak on imagine? the chair
4: was <laughs> a <laughs> giveaway.
3: I mean, at least <laughs> I mean, you, you were is... lucky. At least he was in his underwear when he showed it to you. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I mean... sausages around here tonight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this honesty. I mean, you know, this sect, this religious sect. Of course, they. I mean, they were consumed by the honesty to to the extent where they all had to huff with each other. I mean, unfortunately, you know, it's
2: not healthy to be honest all the time about everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, and we're we're told that telling the truth is always the most virtuous thing to be doing, but really, you can hurt somebody's feelings mm. terribly with this yes. stuff, can't you?
2: yes you can unfortunately yes
0: yeah the, the little white lies are sometimes appropriate and of course sometimes funny like the anaconda and you know
2: yeah i love that i love the anaconda it's
0: one. <laughs> never gets old that one
2: never gets old
0: no, nor does well, the uh, mental age of the people who think they can get one <laughs> <sighs> We shouldn't take the Mickey too hard, but um, well, anyway, I, I don't know how long it's going to take for these to uh, to, to wear off. Hopefully, it's not too long. I mean, just the one interrogation. I mean, the, the police forces throughout the galaxy. You'd think this would be, you know, de rigueur, but the civil rights lot are up in arms about the fact you can't just make people tell the truth. That's not this is true.
2: That's not right. Yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> you have to resort to old-fashioned methods. Still a like... bit
2: left in
1: there. <laughs> TMI way too. Old. <laughs>
4: Must I'm
1: glad smells don't come off. Of <laughs> dear, yeah. better out than so in. The,
0: the, the big lamp and the thumb screws and you know the the good cop bad cop routines, all those kind of things. Part of the oh goodness, Amelia. Oh,
7: sorry, did, did you crack you
0: that eat? window yet? <laughs> oh no, um, but yeah. So so all these old-fashioned methods of you know determining the truth as shown on TV cop shows, you know, good cop, bad cop, that kind of thing, uh, they're part of the, you know, the the rich tapestry of, um, yes, trying to work out who's fibbing. <laughs> the, uh, like the EGU saying, no, no, we're, we're definitely not invading all the Paladin systems. Oh, is that one of our ships? Sorry. That kind of nonsense. Right, well, look, thank you very much to the entire crew for the show this evening. It's been good fun. Um, thank you very much to our listeners for tuning in and for those of you on... Uh, VOD and listening again later. Yeah, thank, thanks for. Oh my god. Sorry. Sorry, no, that was me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. I'll tell you what. It's whatever was in that packet of crisps that the apology officer brought. To you. Did you say haggis? They were haggis flavored crisps. Oh.
2: I love haggis flavored crisps. No, it's all those neeps and tatties. I like haggis. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> oh dear. As long as it's not hedgehog flavored crisps or, or aardvark flavored crisps or something.
2: I'd back hard part yeah. Tastes
0: like, Yeah. Right. Well, look. Tune in again next week. We might have some news from the Pilots Federation next week. You never know. And of course, the predictions that chicks didn't make might not come true. They certainly might. Yeah, they, they might or not. Flossie, depending. Flossie will telling us be telling us whether this CG will hit the top tier. Just as an aside, Flossie, looking at the <coughs> tiers on this one... Oh, mm-hmm. goodness, they're they're quite high, aren't they? The final the final one.
1: The final one is but that's just to keep the CG going. But of so course, we
0: are we are inviting <laughs> all Hotbox and PS four pilots to take part even though they can't actually visit Vista Genomics at all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well it's
0: you know, take one for the team.
1: Yeah. I mean yes. at least at least it can help get them Vista genomics on these. Stations. Well
0: you never know. The news that and we might or might with me, you The news we might get or might or might not get next week might be that hey, after everybody's done all the hard work for you, Team Hotbox, you might get to come and visit Vista Genomics. You never know. Yeah. Anyway, and no more massive huffs going off to Beagle Point. No. <laughs> no. Right. Well look, thank you very much. We'll be back next week at twenty thirty UTC on Thursday evening, same place, same time. Uh, most of the same team, I would imagine, apart from I oh, know Palantir. You're you're having it your evening no, I'm, off next no, next week. No, I'm week?
5: afraid. Yes, I have a have a funeral to attend, and it's not mine. So, oh,
0: so sorry to hear that. But and we <laughs> will miss you. But uh, I'm sure. Oh, Crikey! And sorry, given I think that think he's with the be cushion <laughs> Yes. <No>. Oh. yes. <laughs> oh, Just right,
5: leave
7: you I've lost my to remember me
2: Okay, well, that one you, wasn't me. That
5: one will be mark. all right by next, by next week.
2: That'll be fine. We <laughs> for those
0: of you that were in any doubt that Hutton Orbital Radio News <laughs> is a serious news broadcast Fart vark. Please be reassured. Aardvarks. Uh, Aardvarks. Fart just, vark. just aardvark quick.
4: Somebody take <laughs> us to the end of the show.
1: For the mug! For the mug! Oh, you the mug!
4: For that mug.
1: Well,
4: Muggy for
1: can't, it. I can't hear anything now. I've gone deaf.
8: Journey too long, cargo too small Profit margins never really mattered at all We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We're taking anything, anytime, anyway Loading all the teen out to the brim with the rest for the, more, for the more, for the more, for the more For the more, yeah, you know just where we're coming from For the more, for the more, for the more For the more, for the more. yeah, everybody sing the trucker
7: song
8: He always seems to crash into the sun Skibble eyes, the pilot on the Xbox One Having out the free, you know leads us one. Well. Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody else For the more, for the more, for the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody sing song. the song. For, for the more, for the more, You know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more. For the more. For the more. For the more. Everybody sing the song. That I can lie on And I'll give you cargo And sing you my song No point 22 years to go Cruising to oh, 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 oh. no a journey too long No cargo too small The profit margins Never really mattered at all We're gonna take The cargo where it's needed Today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere So shout it out loud like you don't even care For the more, for the more, for the more more. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from For For the more, for the more, for the more Everybody sing a Intruder song For the more, for the more, for the more Yeah, you know just where they're coming from For the more, for the more, for the more Everybody sing a Intruder song
5: ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everyone's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too?
4: Door alert.
1: It's the end of the show. Everyone's book it off. Why, why do don't you, do you book
4: girl girl it off to too? I'm Mr. Dusty. Give me
2: your trash. Uh, so we're going to hand over to Commanders Peedledude and Wetherspoon now, as they regale us with what's been happening in the galaxy at large. And I think they've got some good news. If you're an imperial, that is.
3: You enjoying the packet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that <it> was muted. <laughs>
4: Sorry. All right, can so
2: we much get one? Packet. Can I- So Ooh, much
4: packet. Chocolate. i
1: chocolate gonna oh, work it out. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah.
4: Thank you, Amelia. Can you do Pocket the? Manage. Can you do the intro again, please?
2: Say that again, Norman.
3: Can you do the intro, please? Yes, of course. Again.
2: <laughs> Over to commanders.
3: We are very, very sorry for all of the mishaps, all of the misbroadcasts, all of the non-broadcasts, and all of the nonsense which has happened this evening's Hutton News.
4: I'm
3: Mr Dusty.
0: Well, thank you very much. That was excellent.
7: Give me your trash.